Well, guys, we finally did it. We eradicated all of the straight people in Team Code Red. Yeah, get right. Hi, man. Let's go, baby. Hey, guys. Why was David trying to give me... Get him again! Oh, my God. Get the broom. Get the broom. No, no. no. 17 more years. Welcome back to Team Code Gay, uh, uh, Team Team Code Rainbow, Team Code. Welcome back to TCR on Air, podcast where we talk about anything and everything, and occasionally even nothing when we don't know what to talk about. And you know what time it is? It's time for us to talk about why. Who wrote "Being Gay Is Wrong"? David. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the opposite of that because, as you already know, it's Pride Month. So, episode is yeah. going to be a bit of a more special episode because well we're gonna talk talk about pride basically because most of us i think a whole whopping nine out of ten members of team code red are actually um part of the lgbtq plus community in one way or another brody is of course the only exception our mascot steven um is a raging homosexual as well and our bodyguard david is unfortunately homophobic so we had to kick him out of the tower for this recording session but yeah david is super straight yeah it's um we've tried to talk to him about it but to be fair he's honestly not supposed to be here we just don't have the combined physical strength to get rid of him but we do have the combined physical strength to sit in our chairs and share some share some experiences some stories and just you know give a little highlight to um something that we all really we really do deserve to be proud of because all of us like i said in one way or another are just a little bit fruity Aaron especially, it's in her name, it's Tandrin, what can you do about it? So that's what we're going to be doing today. So, back to the little introductions. As usual, I'll go through names and codenames, but then we'll also all share any um, sexualities or identities that we're comfortable with. So, I will start with myself, of course. I'm Leaf, still mixed code red, that never changes. And with me today is Jillian, also known as Mrs. Code Beans. Aaron, as you already know, is Tandrin. Uh, actually, this is a fun one all on its own because... For the first time on the On Air podcast, other than our intro, we have Az, also known as the Demonic Void. So let's get a little hoo-ha for Az. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. <laughs> We're also here with Ryan Incarone, who unfortunately is trying to keep David out right now. So he'll probably be quiet for a few minutes. Don't mind him. He will be back. But um, last but certainly not least is Arma, who I will give the also known as to. Uh, hi, I'm Ren. Name change happened der- before the Getty video that we recorded, which is uploaded by mm-hmm. now. Yeah, so uh, a little, sorry, quick backstory to all our episodes. The order recording schedule, the, the order they were recorded isn't the order that they were published. So um, a lot of the future episodes from now on, Ren will be referred to as the name they went by before. But Ren is... Very much still their name from this point onward. You will know if that changes. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all. Just oh, okay. It changed to Ren. I prefer it, but I don't give a damn about the old one. So basically, uh-huh. you can't mess with me. Or they just had sheep ears. I mean, horns. Now they have sheep horns and bird wings. So Ren, actually, if you want, you can start by sharing um all of your um little um. <laughs> What do we say? Party quirks? That's not it. You know what I mean. Oh, your uh, letters. 
There we go. <laughs> the one with the most flags. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so I am by ace, which, yeah, and a gender, which is technically under two other flags because umbrella terms. Yeah. <laughs> so technically five. Does anyone else want to go next? Yeah, I'll go then. Um, yeah. So I think I've just I've just got a nice little quaint little two. Of course, um, I'm non-binary, which just like Ren also is an umbrella term. Of course, well, it is an umbrella term, but also fits under the trans umbrella. And I am also bisexual. In fact, you know what? Let's just get out of the way. If you are bisexual, give us another hoo ha, hoo ha. Uh -huh. It's all of us. We're all of us. In fact, everyone at TCR is bi, except for Brody and Hug Monster. Hug Monster is Pan, but um, unfortunately, they're not here today either. So um, I'm just going to pick on someone so there's no awkward silence. Aaron, you go next. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, um, it's me, the government-assigned fruitiest member of, of Team Code Red. Uh, I am bisexual, and who knows what else, but you know what? We'll figure that out together along the way. <laughs> That's what we call an identity crisis. Mrs. Code Beans, um, you want to go next? Sure. I am. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And since Ryan is still trying to keep David out, he is really putting up a fight. Um, As you can go next, because you also have a nice plethora of them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm playing a Pokemon game, basically. <laughs> uh, I'm non-binary, which again falls under the trans umbrella. Um, and non-binary is an umbrella term in itself. I also am polyamorous, uh, which basically just means that I'm in relationships with multiple people with the consent of everyone involved. And you're also you're big bye because we all are. Yeah. yeah. Um, feels weird saying this for Ryan, so I guess I'll do a Ryan impression. Um, hello. I think Leaf's forehead is average sized. Um, uh, <laughs> Ryan is also bi. Um, oh yeah, so Ryan's bi. Ryan is also ace. As for Ryan's actual identity, um. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not sure which label he's using, so we'll wait for him to get back and share that for himself. But if there's nothing, uh, if there's none others that we forgot somehow, then we can move on to our stories as members of the Alphabet Mafia. But first, uh, I think we just kind of agree as a consensus that talking about pride, it's really important to note that all of us here, except for Ryan, are all white people. So. Yes, we are definitely susceptible to being or facing discrimination for, of course, you know, um, being fruity or whatever you want to call us. However, um, okay, I guess we don't want to be we don't want to be comparing with anyone, but it is just a fact that black people are yeah people of color who are also LGBT face it a lot worse, especially um, POC women who are also LGBT because yeah, trans women as well because. There is a lot of intersectionality that a lot of us do not have to suffer from. Of course, that's not saying, uh, you know what? I'm just going to stop talking because I don't know where I'm going with that. Basically, there are people who have it a lot worse than us, and we actually have them to thank for us being able to do this. So we just wanted to 
do a little, I guess, thank you, shout out to the people who made, who started the Pride movement on its own, because frankly, um, we just, we wouldn't be doing this without those amazing people. So as if, if you want to go ahead and shout those people out. Okay, so the people that were one of the biggest influences in the uh, Stonewall riots were Marsha P. Johnson, uh, and I'm so sorry for mispronouncing this next name, uh, Sylvia Riviere, and Storme de la Vrie. I'm unsure how to pronounce that because I only speak one language, but I hope I did my best. Um, yes, these, these three people, of course, are super huge influences, and we have them to thank, and all the people who have um, stood up for LGBT rights throughout all of history. We just, we gotta, we gotta be supporting each other throughout time because everyone's going through something and some people are going through more. And so we gotta always be um, thankful to the people who have who've done everything they could so that way we could do this today because the world is not always a safe place for people like us. And definitely, it's definitely better than it was back then, but it's still not perfect and still full of bigoted jerks. But we're going to continue to um, try and make change. And the nine of us are going to continue to do stuff and hopefully inspire others. LGBT content creators are, I think, a really great thing to have these days because it gives you something, somebody to look up to. Like when we had Sean Getty, we, you should go check that video out if you haven't. They're an amazing role model. So. Just um, make sure you're supporting LGBT artists because that's a really good thing and really awesome thing to do. But moving on from there, uh, we kind of decided that we would just kind of start by telling some fun stories because we had to get the, the hard part out of the way because this isn't uh, a fun, happy subject. It's not an easy or fun, quirky thing being LGBT, but we don't want this to be a depressing episode. We just want it to be a bit more grounded. So instead, we were thinking we were just going to share some fun coming out stories or just other fun stories that we've had um, through the years. If anybody wants to start, they can go ahead. I've got one so I can start, but I talk so much and I have not shut up for the past five minutes. So please come up and talk. I got I, uh, I feel like my coming out story is very boring compared to everyone else's. So I can go first to set the stage. You can always just lie. Oh, wait, edit that out. That's true. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so my, uh, I, I, I'm a very lucky person, and I have always come from a very accepting family. Uh, big shout out to Mom Code Red. Um, yeah, Lynn. The best person in the world, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I never really, I want to say I discovered I was bisexual in, like, fourth grade, maybe, but I never really came to terms with it until, like, sixth grade and I just remember sitting in the car with my mom uh waiting to pick up my brother from work and we were talking about like gay rights and stuff like that and gay marriage being legalized and she just said to me like you know I'll, I'll always accept you no matter what and I don't care what your future is and she just said to me like I just want you to be happy and one day you're gonna come home with like a nice husband or wife and get married and I don't care which it is as long as you're happy so I I never really had to come out to my family because I 
just assumed that that meant she knew. And I've been very open ever since. She's she's come to every Pride Parade with me. She bought me a flag. She buys me like shirts and stuff like that. So I've I've always been very accepting, but which is very nice. So that's my that's my coming out story. Okay. Well, you said it was boring, but it was actually very nice and sweet. <laughs> let's just let's just get a shout out to Lynn for being a supportive mom to Aaron and also yeah. just being the mom of TCR. Yeah, I love Lynn. Oh, Lynn. Oh, I, I, think, I think I can go next. Hey, go for it. So, oh, these are good I'm, ones. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step up, skip the ace and the gender stuff because those are more boring. But the bye. So, every time like I have identity crisis, I would change my phone background to a secretive flag, like wallpaper. Just so, like, someone could, like, look and be like, oh, okay. But we, this was, what, like, the day before quarantine started? The final day. Yeah, the final day. We went over to a friend of ours' house to play a tabletop game called Monster Hearts that I was running for all of these clowns. Minus uh, Aaron and Jill, who were not there that day. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a fun game, very very strange. Uh, but I remember, was it? I know. Did I hand you my phone as, or did you just look at it? I stole your phone because I was you, bored. You stole it, and then you opened. You clicked the power button and saw the screen, and just exclaimed out loud, "Oh." You're by. No, I think I more so just looked or, at you and tried to process what I was staring at for a good <laughs> solid minute and then exclaimed that. But yeah. No, it was wait, you're by. It's not it wasn't oh, it was wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a, a second. Minute. Hold on there. Who are you? <laughs> Damn it, you made it before I could. Uh, but yeah, caught also, red handed. I've been ace forever. Mm -hmm. It's like great. Because what? What is someone going to get mad at you for not wanting to do the sideways shuffle with someone? I would uh, hope not. Apparently, some people have a problem with that. They're just scared of the power I hold and not caring. You have so much fun. Yeah, I know this. Yes, we all know. And I will continue to get more. Anyways, I'll pass it off to the next person. Jill or Az, when do you want to go? I can go. Mine was kind of boring, though. It's okay. You can spice it up. Not it's really. a good presentation, you know? Put some paprika on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I realized I was bi when I was 12. And I told my friends, and they were kind of like, oh, okay. Cool. Um, And then... Two years later, when I was 14, I told my mom, and she reacted well, but, like, it kind of wasn't what I wanted, because, like, I told her, and then she was like, yeah, okay. Like, I just I just wanted a little bit more zest, because, like, the way that she reacted was almost as if, like, a, yeah, I don't really care. So it was kind of like a, hmm. well, I'm, I'm glad you don't care, but, like, I'd, I'd like you to care a little bit in the nice way. Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, that was 
that's pretty much it. Like, we were just sitting in the car. We had just gotten home from, like, shopping or something. And then I told her, I was like, I like boys, but I also like girls. And then she was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, do you do you know what that means? And she's like, I have bi friends. Yes, I know what that means. So, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of boring, but I'm yeah, glad it went well. Also, fun fact. My birthday is on National Coming Out Day, and I think that's kind of funny. Let's go. Yeah. Oh. Okay, that yeah, actually, that's it for me. That does remind me of a story, but I'll wait till after we're done with this. As do you want to go next? Uh, I don't have. I don't remember coming out any of the times. Do you remember? When I you remember had... one of yours. I remember one of yours as. Uh, you you do. <laughs> you remember yes. one of mine. <laughs> It was in grade nine drama class when we were doing our um personality, our personality box. I remember yes! that. Okay. I remember oh, hold that. On. Hold on, quick guys. Minor plug. Hey, you guys wondering what a personality box is? Well, tune in next time for the for our episode about a drama box. All right. Yo. All right. I remember my personality box. Uh. I have bad memories, so I need reminders on certain things sometimes. Um, so in drama class, just a little summary, you make little boxes about you and yourself. Um, and on my box, I had the bi flag on the front and I did the whole presentation explaining everything except for that until someone pointed it out. And, um, I awkwardly was either standing or sitting in this circle and just came out to everyone um, and everyone was super inclusive, except for one dude who just was, for some reason, really pressed about it. Um, um, and didn't talk to me for the rest of the school year. Yeah, but basically, that's that's what happened. Um, I rather I I'm, I rather not talk about uh coming out to my family, so I'm just not going to do that. Do you want to tell the story yeah. of how you um came out to me as non-binary? Um. I can't, because it's going to get loud in a second, so I'm going to have to mute. Okie dokie. You want me to? Okay. Oh, no, they're dead. Well, speaking of David, um, Ryan's still not back yet, so um, we'll just we'll just keep tallying. At this point, it's just going to turn into a matter of when Ryan gets back, we'll force him to just um, tell you wonderful listeners everything there is to know about him, which is actually more than we know, because Ryan is an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Oh, I guess I I guess I'll share one of mine in the meantime while we wait for us because the story probably came out to me was I don't know to, to me it was a little funny. It's all about the presentation. That's what I'm always saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly when I realized I was by, but I do have one vivid memory of being in the car going home from church and looking over, seeing a dude on a bike, and just being like, "Whoa!" And then I also have a not related memory hoping jesus wouldn't send me to hell and trying to convince myself i wasn't by so i wouldn't burn in hell so but, the, but yeah we grew out of that because um well i really hope my religious family isn't listening to this um i do not believe in hell and even if there is a hell being gay is not a sin being gay is awesome mm -hmm. that being said i love my milk wife yeah <laughs> that's me my wife energy we're not married yet, and we don't have kids, but when we do, she will be a MILF. I'm sorry for putting you on blast, it's just the truth. No, I, I know. I know it's the truth. 
anyway, so uh, the way I found out I was non-binary was over this really cool thing called a like six-month-long identity and then gender identity crisis, which drove me to the brink of insanity. But um, once I figured it out, that was pretty cool. I was kind of just like, hmm, maybe I'm not a boy. Over. Mm -hmm. Which I think I'd actually thought about in like middle school, but I'd just been like, nah, that's not right. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, of course. I, that reminded me of something. Okay, you can go ahead. So, I feel like there was, during quarantine, a mass coming out. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> in general, because being left alone with your thoughts, it's great. Mm-hmm. But there was a point in which I went from, like, hmm, might be trans. Nope. Might be non-binary. And then, as came out as non-binary via meme, and in my head was like, damn it. They beat me to it. What I can't take it. Oh, we're talking about how it's all your fault. What's no. all my fault? Uh, uh, the genocide of the moon. Oh. Oh. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, when, when I was thinking I might have been non-binary, not agender, which technically falls under attention. Uh, you came out before me via meme, and I was like, "Damn, they got to it before me." Oh yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying before I left, uh, Leaf? Oh, yeah, um, I was just gonna ask if you wanted to share how you how you came out to me on top of the, uh, storage block at school. Uh, oh, no, I don't remember that one. You want me to tell it? <laughs> uh, sure, it might come back to me as you're okay. telling it, so I'll just um, interrupt you, because I'm basically... gonna... No, it's okay, I've already been interrupted. Just kidding, that's a joke. Go, it's all planned. Anyway, um, yeah, you and I, we were hanging out at school with um one of our friends who we mentioned earlier, and I was like, you know, I can climb this big block. So then I did, and you're like, okay, right? And so you did it too. And then we were just run running around the blocks, and I turned around, and you're just like, hi, my name's, and then you told me the name that you had picked at the time, and I was like, the Vinky, and then you explained, and I was like, nice. Oh yeah, I sort of remember that, but not really. Yeah, I don't know. I feel maybe you did some funny hand, um, some funny gesture, but I don't remember. I just remember I was like, I did. I, I I probably did the two finger gun thing. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, that um, I do whenever I feel awkward. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly a nice segue. Because I was telling the master of coming out. Because when when you came out, I'd already as I was literally saying before, I'd like I'd considered it before. I was like. There's no way. But then looking back, I just vividly remember thinking, what is society's definition of it? Shut up, 13-year-old Leaf. You don't know anything yet. And then as came out and I was like, holy shit. There's there's words for this. This is a that's actually a thing. I can do that. This is an option. This is legal. So then for months I was like, but still no, there's no way, not me. And I remember thinking in November, like, Okay, we'll just give it a month, and if it hasn't gone away, then, um, okay, then maybe this is a thing. And then one night, I was with Jillian, and I was like, would you still love me if I was a worm, and also not a boy? It wasn't exactly like that, but for comedic purposes, we'll pretend it was. So that was how I came out, I, I came out to her with one of those classic bits. And mm -hmm. I, I can also share the story of how I came out to most of, most of this gang, because it was also kind of humorous, but... 
every time I start talking, I just go on for like 10 minutes. So if somebody wants to interrupt me, no, go do so it. now. Okay. Well, once I had um, figured, figured it out for the most part, I was, I kind of went into it thinking, all right, I think this is right, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with, I think this is it for now, but it might change. It never did because the more people I told, the more it was like, yeah, this is right, which was pretty awesome. And so as was naturally out of this game, the first person I told because they were already non-binary, I was like, hey, you know, we have a lot in common. And as was like, no, we don't, you stupid punk. And then they beat me up and threw me into a trash can. Okay, I might have made that up. No, um, I told them and they were like, no, no, yeah. no I definitely beat you. Okay. I do remember that very <laughs> So anyway. Yeah, I told them, um, and then we were walking back to the rest of the group, and as and I were just, we were just standing next to each other, I don't, I don't remember why, but the rest of the group was like a wall, and then we were just there, cornered, and then I think it was actually Ryan, who was like, um, wait, oh my god, you finally got rid of David, perfect, well, you can actually share Ryan, if you want, um, what you had said to me and as that prompted me, my comedic coming of the out. I I pointed at uh, at them and I was like, oh look, it's boy plus one, uh, referring to to Leaf and As respectively. Mm -hmm. And then we were just we're, uh, basically just simplified. It was like Ron actually, and that was that was literally all it was. It was like ah, boy and not boy, and there's like nope, not boy and not boy. Ba 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 ba, make non-binary, and then yeah. And that was pretty easy. Actually, Didi was there. That's Hug Monster for the record. And then later on, a few days later, she's like, wait, are you not binary? And I was like, you were there when I came up to like everyone. One thing that she has in common with Az is not the best memory. Uh -huh. <laughs> I also had another pretty funny story about coming out to friends, but I don't have to share that one because again, I'm, I'm no, no, no. Ryan, thank you, myself. What? You've missed a lot, Ryan. Um, you missed everything. And while you were gone, we decided that we've elected you Prime Minister of the Moon. Okay. I don't know why I keep going back to the moon. Um, we went over, like, our, like, sexualities and identities, but I only, we only shared that you're by an ace, because I don't know if you have a label for your gender. No. Ryan's label is no. And then if you have any, like, coming out stories or realization stories keep now or forever regret letting you keep speaking i will forever regret letting you speak <laughs> understandable does anybody want to share any others because th this might be a lengthy anecdote i have a, a realization story all right let's hear it okay so like i said when i realized i was 12 so i was in grade seven and my class was a split um seven eight class and there was this girl in grade eight and she was so pretty and like I always just thought that like I never really realized it was like a crush I was just like yeah she's like really nice and pretty and then one day I was like wait wait hang on a minute hold up and then for like a week I was like no no that's that's not right and then and then like a week later I was at school and I just looked at her again and I was like yeah yeah I'm I'm bi. <laughs> I 
I'd share my realization story, but it's I don't think it's PG enough for the on-air podcast. That's okay. We can make it um, some Patreon exclusive content. But, um, <laughs> maybe we'll come back later. We'll just bleep everything, and by we, I mean me. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be like uh, five minutes straight of just bleeping. Like the, the like the Stolas tangent thing in Hello Boss. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought of this earlier when Jill was telling her experiences. So, um, in the olden days when I um was not happily married to the MILF known as Mrs. Code Beans, I had a huge wonking crush on her, which is a story for another time because as had a big part in that and it's very funny from their perspective. But um so yes, I very much I was as the kids these days say, down bad and simping. And I hate that. I hate that. And so I followed her on that. Instagram and she followed me back. Well, I hate everything about you. So, well, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yes, we followed each other on Instagram and her only post was her at a pride parade with a bunch of her friends in like full clad rainbow armor. That's an exaggeration. It wasn't armor. And then I remember I was like, oh my God, no, I have a crush on a lesbian. I have no chance. And I thought all hope was lost because I was completely oblivious to the fact that she liked me back. <laughs> Not my fault, I promise. <laughs> Dumb. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't trying to hide it though, so. I'm self <laughs> into the womb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Yo, wait, hindsight, Steve, I, I had, I had the exact same. Uh, I had the exact opposite of a reaction because in grade nine drama class when i first saw jillian and i knew she was cool and she liked voltron i was like oh and i had a crush on her for a little bit but then i was like no she's probably straight so i won't worry about it and i left it alone wait you had a crush on me a little bit for a little (laughs) that's good oh oh my god no jillian has a hair I wanted to talk to you and be friends, like, so badly, but I was so nervous to talk to you. I know, me too. I thought you were too cool. I was like, I'm so weird. She's not gonna like me. Oh my god, no. Was everyone just down bad for Jillian? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're not an exception either. No, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Does anybody else want to confess that they used to have a crush on Jillian? I'm I don't have the death note with me, so you can say it. I can safely say I'm safe from the death note. <laughs> the things you learn. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Anyone else have any other stories? Because then I have that other anecdote. Um nope. I don't think so. Anecdote's nut. Anyway, so um the day after, or maybe it was the same day that I came out to the PTR game, I was downtown with some of my other friends. Um, a group of folks that I like to call, uh, that's a good question, actually. They're called, oh, they're called the Brunch Boys. That's right. Sorry. I knew that. I don't know why I was blanking. I I can share that information. I can. Anyway, so we were all just hanging out downtown. It was just a good time. And I I was still, like, really nervous because coming out is kind of a stressful thing. Even though I knew my friends wouldn't react badly, you know, there's always that little bit of paranoia where it's like, they're gonna burn me at the stake and I didn't want that so I told one of my friends while we were waiting outside for the others to get their boba tea so but it was kind of a good timing so like nice this is easy and then we all went to this 
really neat antique shop. And it sure was an antique shop. From then on, it felt like I was in an episode of a TV show. Because throughout the next hour, we were all just going through this labyrinth of neat trinkets and stuff. So I had the chance to get each individual friend on their own in a different room full of trinkets. And so I found I found the first one. We were in this room with like, I don't know, plates or something. And as I mentioned, this little friend group, they call themselves the brunch boys. So I, I told her, I was like, hey, listen, I don't think I'm a brunch boy. And she didn't interpret it right. She thought I was saying I didn't want to be friends anymore. So that's, you know, kids are like, no, no, no. I meant the, the boy part, not a boy. I still like brunch. I will still go to gay brunch. So that went nicely. And then I found another one in the far end with like, I don't know, a trumpet and a garbage truck. I don't remember. A bunch of neat trinkets. And that one was pretty easy. I was like, hey, do you know what that was? And she was like, I think so. I'm like, cool. It's me. And she's like, Okay, cool. And I was like, nice. There's only one left. And this friend in particular has a short attention span. And every time I tried to get her attention, she would get distracted by something shiny. Oh, I already know. Yeah, exactly. That's where the, the, the conflict of the episode came in. So I was chasing on the whole story. Like, hey, uh, get, insert name here. Guess what? It's like, uh, yeah, what? Oh, look at this. Sonic the Hedgehog made out of gold. So then eventually we all got out of the store. And this friend had gone a little bit ahead, so I just ran up. And the others knew it was up at this point, so they just stayed back. And I was like, which is like, oh, okay. That was that. But it was it was weird because I felt like I was in a TV show. Like that just that seems like something you would see on TV. Yep. Yeah, I I was there too. I was I was there with Lee. Yes. That was my so wild and um watching them come out to the last friend with the short attention span in the sort it was it was kind of funny because like she would just be like looking at something and then like leaf would like try to come out and then she would just like turn around and be like oh what's this yeah it was really yeah. funny yeah had some conflict to keep the viewers hooked after the commercial break which um sorry i i, re- I realized the first time i made that joke it's actually a Great segue into the next thing that we wanted to talk about, because yes, we have all our real life experiences about being LGBT, but right at the very beginning, we talked about really important role models. And so we thought we could also maybe talk a little about, uh, talk a little bit about LGBT representation in the media, such as TV shows, movies, books, and where it's also done horribly, horribly wrong. Because, oh dear, I, I think a lot of us love the shows with the gay characters and mm-hmm. you know us we sure do love our tv shows which speaking of which we have we will be uh releasing another episode where we talk about more shows we love so stay tuned for that but let's get into the gay does anybody have anything that I, comes to mind first i can start this is a show that only i think myself and ryan have seen hell of a boss <laughs> I love Hello Papa. Yes! Okay, good. You're gonna like this. So, first off, the main cast is four demons. Three imps, one hellhound. And two of the imps, for sure, that I know are, one is Bi and the other is Pan. Uh, Blitz is Pan and Moxie is Bi. But I'm gonna skip over them to, I think, one of my favorite implemented 
trans characters in a show. In the most recent episode of Hell of a Boss, which you can all watch on YouTube for free, I recommend it. Not for children. Not for children. Very not not for children. Uh, there is a episode, the newest one, where they go to a farm owned by one of the main character's parents. Uh, and reminder, this is all in hell. So, shenanigans and stuff take place. But they also show off uh, the main character, Millie's siblings and parents. And I believe one, if not two of them, are designed to be trans. One, definitely. And that character is named Sally Mae, who is a trans girl. Yo! And it's shown off, and it wasn't stated at all in the episode, but it was shown off via the design. Mm-hmm. So in this like show, all all like imps are like just bred demons with like horns and stuff. And there's like a like sexual dimorphism in imps in which like with the horn designs and the hair color. So imps born male have horns with thick white stripes and white hair that connects to the horns, whilst female imps have black full black horns with thin white stripes in them and full black hair. And if you look at Sally Mae's design, uh, you can see horns with thick white stripes. And also, Sally Mae is voiced by a trans woman. Let's go. So I just think that's a very, very good implementation. It is a very good. And there's another character in like concept art. I think the character's shown for like a second, but we know nothing about them because they were they never were given a voice or really any screen time. But based off of like the designs, it's a dude with thin with black horns with thin white stripes. So maybe there's two in this family. And I thought that was just a very good like representation. Very neat. Sweet. Does anyone else have one they wanna? Owl House. The big gay and the big bye. Oh yeah. Owl House. Because Owl, Owl House, <laughs> great. Eh, I mean, I wouldn't say great. It's a good show because it's, uh, I mean, the, the quality of the show we can talk about later. But uh, the big gay Amity, um, yeah. who was originally uh, not with, well, an antagonist, really. But then she ended up becoming friends with the Luz. And then... What did- what you're trying to say is it's an enemies to lovers arc. Yeah, enemies to lovers. <laughs> so yeah, and so it lose kind of kind of has a harem as well because Amity's sister yeah. also is like see around cutie. Just the effect that lose some people. I don't I don't watch Bell House, but like one post came from like the prom episode because if you're not aware these days, um, modern cartoons with LGBT characters they always have a prom episode. So I kept on seeing clips from that. And so then it was just in my Explore feed. So from what I understand, Amity used to hate the main character, Luke, and is now a simp, down bad. Yep. That's what happens when you dance together and destroy a monster. <laughs> yep. As you do just casual, normal. It, it sounds like a normal Sunday to me. Actually, just the prom thing reminds me of two other shows, which coincidentally are both Netflix shows and also DreamWorks shows. Um, I think if I just say the words Shira, I don't need to elaborate because yeah. it's about the entire the entire cast. Basically, yeah. there are some characters who are straight, but I mean the main character is Catra and Adora. Um, they're, they're 
gay. They are so very gay. If you listen to our third episode, you can hear me rant about why I don't think they should have ended up together. But hey, gay rights. Gay rights. They also have a non-binary character, which is very cool. They are shapeshifter, which is also cool. And their pronouns are used by the main characters, even though they're an antagonist. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Remember, kids, don't misgender people, even if you don't like them. That makes you a scumbag. This has been a PSA. Um, but yeah, Shira has a prom episode as well, which is where Katra and Adora dance together. And I think Katra wears a jacket, and the showrunners knew what they were doing. And the, the lesbian cat girl in a jacket. That's just what does it. But I'm actually much more um, in favor of the other show I was going to mention, which is Kipo, Legend of the One, Age of the Wonder Beasts. I love that show. Pieces. It is so good. It's not a reboot of an 80s show, and I'm definitely going to talk about it with Ren next time we talk about shows. Yeah. Um, they also have really nice rep, because one of their main characters, Benson, is openly gay. Benson is also um, African-American, so let's go with the double whammy. And it's really nice, because he just openly comes out as gay, just in the sixth episode. They don't beat around it. He's just like, Sorry, Kipo, I'm gay. And then they actually give him a boyfriend who he stays with and gets at least one whole episode dedicated to and, like, focus on the relationship. And they're just... Benson and Troy from Kipo are the cutest, and I love them so much. But I will save my my pure awe and joy for that show, for that other episode. Someone else can speak now. A really good uh, show from Netflix um, that was uh, that had some pretty good LGBT uh, representation is I'm not okay with this. Oh, I've uh, heard of that. It's yeah. got um Wyatt Olaf and uh, yes, the other one. Yeah, the main character of that show, I believe, is a lesbian. Oh, yes. And throughout the whole show, basically, is just dealing with her sexuality on top of having extremely cool superpowers so that's yeah then they canceled the show like netflix always does with good gay uh representation shows hey if you like gay people with superpowers you're in the right place quickly someone show off your telekinesis (laughs) Ah. but in reality i could actually plug the sparkverse comics made here at king code red um because we have a lot of diverse representation planned. But obviously, we're not going to hype it up too much because we have many books planned and some things are further down the line. But in time, we will have exactly what you're looking for. So you should go read Warhead and get ready for Gold Rush coming out um, late summer. Late summer, hopefully. Someday. Someday. I have a few more I can think of. Does anybody else have... Any more um, shows with good representation? I, I just talked, but I have a game that has good representation. I bet I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the game that I'm talking about is Apex Legends. Um, it's yeah. m- probably my favorite video game, and to be fair, I am literally playing it right now. Um <laughs> The the reason the reason why I'm mentioning this game is because at least half of the characters are part of the LGBT community, 
including my favorite character, Bloodhound. Bloodhound is non-binary and has been since the game came out. Yeah. Um, and their their story is very cool because um their back their their background story um is basically just a big metaphor for um their family member not accepting them for who they are and what they do until the very end of the story of their backstory. So that's pretty neat um should i keep on going down the list or should i stop talking <laughs> if, if you if you want you can tell us more gibraltar is another character uh gibraltar takes heavy influence from um indigenous hawaiian people um and he is gay he has a boyfriend and he has been gay since the game came out uh another character who is part of the LGBTQ plus is Valkyrie. This is the newest character to the to the game, and she is a lesbian, and she also can has a cool jetpack. Um, Fuse is a Australian man who is also pansexual, and then there's Loba who is bisexual, and I think that's pretty neat. I think you're pretty neat. Got him. <laughs> destroyed that's very nice thank you (laughs) um there's a couple more but i'll stop talking about this game because if i keep going i won't shut up okay um i've i've thought of a few more does anyone else have any that they want to share anything that's close to your hearts i think that rosa and holt from brooklyn 99 are cool yeah 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 yeah, that's that's some pretty pretty good good Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great rep. Yeah, because they gave. I mean, Holt is just amazing because again, he is also a person of color, and in a position of power, which is we love to see it. Mm-hmm. And they do not use any stereotypes at all, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like a, like his main personality either, which mm-hmm. I always appreciate when shows do that because like it's not mm-hmm. a whole personality. Yeah, no, it's not his whole personality, but it's very funny whenever he mentions it out loud. Yeah. yeah. And for Rosa, no, and I'm awful at watching shows. Then for Rosa, they gave like they give a whole episode dedicated to her. Um, uh, I guess I don't really, I don't really remember the episode. I don't know if it was coming out to the group or at least one of one of them found out and had to try and keep the secret. But yeah, that was Charles. There was a whole like episode and like kind of a mini character arc i guess for her like coming out to her family mm-hmm. i just think yeah. i think this is really cool because like, she's a latino woman of color and then stephanie beatriz is also like bisexual in real life and i think that's really cool it is very cool her character was also given an on-screen girlfriend that she was having uh uh she was like struggling in like a relationship with um and it kind of just goes to show that um like just because you're gay doesn't mean that you can't have that you are entirely perfect yeah <laughs> yeah i just think nice. both of those characters as representation were really good mm-hmm. um, yeah it was handled very well oh sorry was- oh no it's fine. one show that i don't i i missed part of the conversation so i don't know if anyone pointed it out but uh 
one of my favorite shows that uh, surprisingly actually has very good representation is BoJack Horseman, um, especially in the asexual community. Uh, they mm-hmm. have two asexual characters, one of which is like a main character, and they show kind of his uh, story along just like figuring out how he's asexual and dealing with relationships and finding other people in the asexual community. And it's it's very, very nice to see that because uh, asexuality is something that's often not talked about in media that much because it's not really as like a lot of people don't really understand it as much as they understand um, other members of the LGBTQ community and their relationships. Yeah. So I think it's really nice to have a show like that that uh, really talks about asexuality and doesn't treat it like they're like a freak or like that sexual intercourse and stuff like that is something that's needed to survive. So I think that's very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice thought of another one i haven't actually seen this show but i've heard that it has like amazing representation in um sex education i don't know if anybody here has seen it but i haven't oh mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't seen it but i have heard they have um big mm-hmm. representation i think i think i like saw a video about how they have um and a, a character who realizes they're asexual but i'm not mm-hmm. totally sure yeah 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 i've just heard lots of good stuff about that show like representation wise does anyone else have any more? Because I've got a few more, but we can also talk about some examples of representation that was done so badly. Dumbledore. Voltron. Voltron. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I could go off about how Voltron and the queer bidding there sucked. But yeah, I think bringing up the fact that nobody knows who wrote Harry Potter, that's so strange. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's better not know who wrote them than find out the person is a turf and bigot, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I actually, uh, I definitely know a show that I could talk about how bad their uh, representation ended up being. Which one's that? Uh, Glee. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of grew up on Glee, and, uh, it was my favorite show for a long time. I can't count how many times I've seen it, and it was, it, uh, one show that was known for having a lot of representation because like they have gay couples they have bisexual characters they have transgender characters but like just looking back on it now every single kind of representation they did in that show failed like there was i can't think of one lgbt relationship in that show that wasn't super toxic uh the there was only one trans character in the entire show up until like season six and they constantly just treated her like she was a joke and she was just like a drag queen and in a phase and everyone was transphobic and she never really like was treated as an actual woman and uh yeah it it just was not great at all and there were so many stereotypes that it was just unwatchable it's just I'm unable to rewatch it at this point. The big like one main... thing about Glee. Oh, sorry. I I haven't watched Glee, but I know they have a disabled character. He's in a wheelchair. I think his name is Artie. Yes. I know they yes. handled like his disability so badly because they made him sing a song called "I'm Still Standing," and then there's like one song near a pool, and they push him in in his wheelchair. 
Yeah, no, he, also, goes, he goes in of his own free will. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, also, kind of, the whole, Artie used to be my favorite character. The whole thing with Artie is just that, like, he he's just never happy, and any, all of the solos he does are always just him imagining himself walking, because the actor who plays him is an abled person, so he just, like, dances around, and then it's like, oh, okay. Also, so many Asian stereotypes. There were, like, two Asian uh, main characters in, like, the first four seasons. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's awful. Well, I'm glad that I never watched Glee. Go ahead, ass. Yeah. In, in Glee, like, I'm from what I remember about, like, going upstairs and seeing my mom watch that show, is that the, like, the prominent gay characters in that show they were heavily influenced by gay stereotypes like oh absolutely one of them was like uh this super skinny dude who was super feminine and like talked yeah. with like this very like feminine voice and then there was yep. one who was just super like snob-nosed and like just acted like a a rich ass <laughs> Like it, it, yeah, the, it was heavily influenced by gay gay stereotypes that are harmful to that community. Yeah, and I mean, like, like Kurt, the really feminine gay character, was absolutely stereotyped, just like unbelievably, because oh, yeah. his whole thing was literally just like, oh, he he only cares about beauty, and he has an hour long moisturizing routine, and. He gets mad in the Glee Club when he has to sing with the guys because he wants to be on the girls' team, and like, <laughs> it was really bad. Sorry, I just I thought of another representation that I don't think this one is like bad. I just don't think it's great either. Modern Family. Yes. So Modern Family is one of my comfort shows, so I watch it literally all the time. Um, they have two gay characters mitch and cam they're married their husbands they're the mm -hmm. kind of gays like they're kind of stereotypical gays but they're also kind of the older gays that are like the girl we hate lesbians kind of gays yeah oh yeah oh no yeah you, uh, yeah so like i mean <laughs> if, yeah like if you want to talk about um how media hates yeah. lesbians just go watch like one episode of friends oh no they're because they're literally characters but like they were yeah not main characters and even when they were there they weren't treated that great no yeah so the whole like literally the whole thing was that like oh ross was married and then his ex his wife left him because she was a lesbian and then like the entire rest of the series is just like awful jokes about lesbians and just them treating her wife like garbage and it's so awful wait is this friends yeah okay yeah it must have cut out for me i, I missed that part but oh my god ross throughout the series like he's so homophobic and only because his ex-wife turned out to be a lesbian yeah bro the show oh, was yikes. like yo no no this is justifiable yeah <laughs> that's, that's what the, they made it out to be like no the, it's it's that was that's so dumb i hate that and i mean not to mention the fact i don't remember it a lot of it but i remember uh chandler's 
father is either a drag queen or a trans woman and i can't remember but i think i think his father's a drag queen and it's just like so many transphobic jokes it's unbelievable oh my gosh and everything they did with like chandler's sexuality was just awful because like everybody keeps making jokes about chandler being gay and he's like what no i'm not gay and then he makes like transphobic jokes about his dad i don't know if it was ever specified whether or not he was like trans or a drag queen i i don't really know but like everything about chandler's dad was just like a joke and it was like so horribly handed Mm -hmm. like it was handled and like i'm gonna go back to ross and carol he was just so homophobic to her and then they gave him that like one like redeeming episode of their wedding where like he walks her down the aisle because her parents wouldn't come but like yeah that doesn't make up for anything no yeah and he was also i remember there was the part where um she was pregnant and literally the whole thing was just ross being like um well you're not actually the lesbians can't have children so (laughs) yeah and then for like the entire series we see ben maybe like six times yeah so yeah that was another thing ross was just a shitty dad ross is just the worst in general ross was the worst character i hate him oh my god if if I had the chance to beat up Ross Geller, I would do so with Glee. No, 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 don't bring up Glee again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Someone change the subject. Okay, okay. Um, Do we have any other um bad examples? Or do, do, do you think maybe we should circle back to, like, one more good one before we... End it on a high note. Yeah. Because I think... I, I remember one time Dylan and I at like one in the morning, we had like at least like a 40 minute conversation about represent good representation in the media. It was mainly just me complaining to her about how I thought Katri and Adora from Shira should not have ended up together despite how good they were and how Keith and Wolfram should have because they could have been so good. But there is one show that I think had amazing representation and like the numbers show like genuinely did have amazing representation. Is the best show ever? Mm debatable um i should probably hold out on saying the name of it otherwise we might actually accidentally summon faith back but i mean i'm just gonna say steven universe like people called it they tried to mockingly call it the gay space rock show but it's accurate because that's basically what's what's going on i mean there's the whole thing about the main characters are aliens and space rocks they don't actually have gender but they all present as women and they are all gay. They are all gay. One character, Garnet, is she's literally a physical manifestation of love. Which, like, that episode aired not long after gay marriage was legalized in the United States. And also hooked so many people on the show. Because Garnet turned out to be these two very small, little, hot and cold lesbians. And yeah. people love that. And then she's saying a power ballad about how she's made of love and strong relationships while beating up her alien enemy, which, I don't know. She literally did it twice. She did it twice. She did it twice. And then, like, it it doesn't even stop there, because Pearl was literally in love with Rose Quartz. Again, both very much present this woman. Pearl sings 
a very, an even longer ballad about how much she loved Rose and wants to keep loving her. Oh. Then goes through a whole arc, it's whatever, yeah. And also, um, I've never, I've never actually, I, I have to admit, I've never actually watched Steven Universe. I've only seen like the first season, but um, doesn't Sadie end up with the non-binary? Yes, yes, in the, in the epilogue, yeah. Steven Universe feature. Um, so for like all of the main series, she has like an on and off thing with Lars, which the writers just like, they didn't handle it badly. They just didn't, they just didn't handle it at all. So it was just like, yeah, like, okay. And then when they got to future, um, Sadie pulls up with Shep, who is non-binary and voiced by a non-binary actor, which was awesome. So oh. that was very, that was very cool. I liked, I liked Shep. So yes, yes, they had non-binary representation. And actually, you know what? I think that was going to be my next example. They also had a character named Emerald, who I believe was also voiced by a non-binary person, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Jinx Monsoon. Yes, he uses they-she pronouns and is a drag performer who came on to voice Emerald, which is awesome. But then they only used Emerald in that one episode for like one scene, which was tragic and wasted because Emerald's design was so cool, but I digress. Yeah, um, really just the whole, the stronger than you thing was like crazy for people. And I remember they got like censored in Russia and, you know, the other bad countries. And then literally one of the things that people don't like about Steven Universe is just like how rushed the ending of the main show was. But real true fans know that towards the end, they had a wedding scene for Ruby and Sapphire after a development occurred they decided to have a little wedding after being to dating for like only five thousand years they decided they'd make it official so they had a wedding and no matter how technical you want to be about how they're alien rocks they don't have gender it was the first animated um gay wedding which rebecca sugar had to fight had to literally fight so hard for rebecca sugar also is um someone to look up to but we can get into like actual people afterwards if you guys want rebecca sugar is an icon um they're bisexual which is really cool too but yeah rebecca had to fight for that wedding because the executives were really pushing back against it they were saying not a good idea you shouldn't do this you're gonna get censored but rebecca did not care and so the final episode of the main show is called change your mind mainly because it ends with a song called change your mind which in the context of the show makes sense because it's a, just a song about how you don't need anyone to um, love you for who you are as long as you do. You need to respect yourself and you need to love yourself and the people who do, they're the good ones. But Rebecca later came out and said that that song was not written for Steven, but for Rebecca when um, the executives were trying to stop Rebecca from telling that story about the wonderful alien space gay wedding so yeah and there's like no official statements it's just like based on things like hmm kind of strange that their episode count got cut here and like things got rushed here it gives the impression that to make that wedding happen they likely lost a lot of budget from the overseas people who are incredibly homophobic but it's okay guys because if russia wants to be homophobic rest assured that steven universe retaliated by censoring Russia, which sounds like a joke, but on the world map in the show, there's a massive hole where Russia should be. So 
it is what it is. Um, it is a power move. But yeah, just everything Rebecca Sugar did to give the representation with Ruby and Sapphire is just like, that is what she loved to see in terms of like integrity, like sacrificing, like um, the perfect drawn out ending to make people feel seen and comfortable. I think, I think that's a power move. So back on the topic, I kind of mentioned Rebecca Sugar and how um, she's an incredible icon. We Do you guys want to just share some like good influences that can be like content creators or whatnot? I mentioned Sean Getty yeah. is super awesome. Do you guys have any people that come to mind? Because uh, Eugene from the Try Guys. Oh my god, oh, I yeah. love Eugene. Yes. I love Eugene so much. Mm-hmm. I suddenly yeah, I can't offered... remember any of my other. I offer Lil Nas X. Oh yeah. Yes. You may laugh, but I think um, a lot of the a lot of the messages he's putting into his music are really awesome. I'm really glad he's doing that. It's just you, you like to see it. It's good stuff. So yes, I love Lil Nas X. Anybody I else? I cannot remember anyone I like. Uh, yeah. I love how really like, like I just instantly blanked on every every LGBT <laughs> yeah I do. content creator I know. Uh. Minx. <laughs> yes. It's yes. Um, she's really funny and also really gay for all of her fellow Twitch streamers that are female. Yes. She's every she every time she interacts with like a girl, she almost instantly simps for them, and I find that very funny. Yes. Um. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh no, it's uh I don't I'm like blanking on everyone right now, so I can't uh I can't think of one person in particular, but I will say one of the two uh the two first communities that I ever really found and kind of joined that uh really were just like so into like representation and like out and proud were the cosplay community and actually the furry community. Um, I know furries get a lot of hate, and you know what? That's fine. I I understand why people think that, but um, they're most of them are like genuinely one of some of the nicest, most accepting people I've ever met. And I've I've been into cosplay for a long time, and I've followed a bunch of cosplayers, and they were kind of. Uh, the type of people that really got me to look more into who I am and post more about who I am. And so those are two communities that I kind of owe a lot to for uh, just their representation and what they do. So obviously there's bad sides too, but... Oh yeah. But no, that's a good point you brought up because I think it's probably a good thing to mention. Because I've met a lot of people who like they hear for and like, oh god, no. There is... I, I, for one, am not a furry, but let people do what they want. If they're having fun, they let let them make their fursuits, let them draw whatever they want. Let people do what makes them happy. That's all I have to yeah. say on that. Mm-hmm. Let them do what they let them do what they gotta do. You don't have to want to do it. Just don't be mean to people who yeah. are just doing what makes them happy and putting themselves out there. Don't make them mm-hmm. feel bad for them. That makes you a bad person. I'm just saying. Facts. But anyway, does anyone have any other um, LGBTQ icons? Uh, I, I was paying attention to what Aaron was saying so much that I stopped thinking. That's okay. <laughs> Ooh, wait, never mind. 
Ryan Reynolds isn't actually gay. I just want him to be. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Uh, gotta go, guys. Mm. Gotta go, guys. Um, that, that was a slip up, but it worked. Yeah. Yeah, kind of accurate. Uh oh. Did I, did I mention twenty? Yes. Or just college humor and general yes. has some pretty good representation. I think mm-hmm. one of the, their actors is trans. I think I'm not entirely sure. A- Ali, do you guys know who I'm talking about? People uh, who watch. Oh, I have no idea. Yes. Uh, the bl- blonde hair played the 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 had the drug dealer character in on sleeping city yeah i i know i'm yeah are they uh, are they trans i don't know okay because i thought i saw i thought i saw them posting on tiktok about top surgery oh that 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 makes me think of one elliot page (gasps) oh shit my god forget about that (laughs) yeah because he he recently got dumb he got top surgery (laughs) and I'm simping for Elliot Page so hard. I feel I so bad for forgetting so about bad. him. I, I've always simped for Elliot Page. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> about. To be fair, I I had no idea who he was before because I've never seen anything with him in it. I don't think. Never watched the Umbrella Academy. No, Aaron, I read I the comics when I was a scary My Chemical Romance uh, stan, but I Ooh. never watched the series. I remember in health class, Aaron, I remember we were forced to watch Juno and he was in that. Oh, wait, yeah. Elliot Page. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Also, yes. To Ali Beardsley. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah. Another is uh, Jamie Dodger. YouTuber? No. No clue. Uh He's a trans dude who does a whole bunch of videos on, like, L- topics affecting LGBT and also does a whole bunch of memes for it. Oh, and, like, um... Memes it. Also, uh, one, uh, one topic at a time also isn't a part of the LGBT community, but also goes through, like, every of the LGBT subreddits a lot. And I really like his content because he's very supportive. Um, um... those are... Brain's blanking again. <laughs> One, I, I finally thought of someone. Or it's multiple people. Um, I have been a huge, avid fan of Rooster Teeth and all of their content yeah. and shows since I was probably like eight years old. And they are probably w- one of the most accepting companies out there. Um, they have so many... Uh, LGBT staff members, so many POC staff members, and like, they really just listen to their community. They have, uh, like, LGBT characters and relationships with good, with actual good representation in almost all of their shows. Like, there's a few in Camp Camp and Ruby and even Red vs. Blue, and uh, oh, yeah. I think I they love do... Red, Red vs. Yeah. Blue as Doc, who is, yeah. who is like, who's the butt of like everyone's joke but it's not because he's gay and i find that very awesome and that's what that's one thing i love about rooster teeth is they do an amazing job at representation because they actually hire lgbt writers and creators so even in shows like ruby where they have 
like uh Blake and Yang and uh Coco and Velvet they just like never really it just happens naturally and they never joke about it and they never make a big deal about it it's just very natural and they're I they're constantly bettering themselves by listening to the community which I, I think is amazing so I think they've done a very good job in just showing good representation yeah, the, the the cool thing about Rooster Teeth is like with like um Doc in Red versus Blue is, um, it for like a, a show that's arguably one of their like more offensive shows. Yes. it doesn't make fun of the LGBT and it doesn't play on like like race jokes at all. They like make jokes about the game like the um alien races in yeah. Halo, but that's because it's a fictional like alien race and they'd never Well, and like... even like cuz Red versus Blue has been around for like 13 years now. Like they're on season 17, but even like in the older seasons when they started back when people would be like, "Oh, well, gay jokes were we're fine back then because no one understood. Like, even if you go back then, there's no, like, offensive jokes like that in the old seasons. Like, they never make LGBT people, like, a butt of the joke whatsoever. And I really like that. They poke fun at, like, um, Simmons and Griff. Um, I, I forget who pokes fun at who, but they poke fun at each other all the time because one of them is, like, questioning their sexuality. But... Um, yeah. I, I never viewed that as, like, a bad thing. I more so viewed that as, like, two friends who basically act like brothers just poking fun yeah. at each other. Yeah, but I think I think Deep does a great job. And especially, um, I, I want to shout out one of the members of Rooster Teeth, Caden. Uh, she's a trans woman, and she's been a part of Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter, like, long before she transitioned or she came out and she's like done such an amazing job at pushing the representation for their shows and she even got to voice a trans character in one of their shows and i think she's a very swell person oh i thought yeah. of somebody mm -hmm. okay so her name is ash nico she mm -hmm. is a musician yeah and... yeah yeah Hi. She's got a few like popular TikTok songs, and one of her more recent ones is literally just about having sex with a girl at a sleepover. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I made a TikTok to that sound today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I I love her. She's she's great. She's like super like sex positive too, which I really like. I like when yes, that's great. Yeah. Um, a thing about Ash. Ash Nico is recently she made like a fun song ab about uh cisgendered heterosexual men. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. uh it's it's been it was tr it's been trending on TikTok recently. Um and uh she they they were they people were like telling her and giving her hate saying that like because she's also cis that she can't make those songs so she basically was like forced to come out as um i think it was gender queer yeah um and that made me upset that people did that because it was a song that was just harping on songs like that um um that uh <clears throat> uh that industry pushed band tramp stamp <clears throat> uh. 
Oh, oh my god. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Don't bring up the tramp stamps. Um, and she was basically poking fun at that while also saying that she was kind of just bored of cisgendered men who were also straight. Um, and then people got mad at her and she was forced to come out, which is yeah. very, which is, I'm proud of her for coming out, but also very sad that she was forced to do that because obviously she didn't want to at that time. Yeah, I hate when people are like forced to come out. It's so awful. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. That literally just happened like three weeks ago with um with Joshua Bassett, who I don't shut up about. <laughs> he had he had he had an interview, and if you don't know him, he's who most of Olivia Rodrigo's songs are about. So, yeah. Um, but he did an interview recently, and he mentioned Harry Styles and just like called him hot without thinking, and was like brushed it off. He's like, "All right, well, yes, this is me coming out." And so people were like, "Even like, hey, that's not funny. Don't joke about that." He wasn't joking. So the next day, he had to make a post being like, "Listen, guys, it wasn't a joke, basically." So he hasn't he didn't give a label, but yeah, people thought he was joking about that, but nope, it was. It was the truth because, yeah, ironically, listen, I know I talk about High School Musical Musical Series a lot, but then in the first episode of the second season, um, Olivia Rodrigo's character compares him to Harry Styles, which if you know the whole context is really funny, but I I digress. Once the drama episode comes out, you'll know why I love High School Musical Musical Series. Wait, I just remember this. Wasn't her name, is it? Is that Nikki Tutorials, wasn't she also forced to come yes, out? Yes, yes, she was, yeah. yep. Yeah. Well, because if, if I remember correctly, I don't remember a lot about her situation, but if I remember correctly, what happened was that she was basically, like, doxxed, and no, she was blackmailed by yeah, somebody, not... yeah. um, and she was basically just, like, blackmailed by, like, uh, someone who was basically saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna out you as as trans if you don't do whatever." So she was basically forced to come out and just say that, announce that she was a trans woman before this other person uh, could. And it's a shitty thing, but I'm very proud of her and I love her a lot. Yeah, like good on her for taking her own power back, but like kind of unfortunate that she had to do that in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But I love her a lot. She's a very mm-hmm. sweet person. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to ch- think of Twitch streamers because I follow a, a bunch of Twitch streamers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Niachu is bisexual yes. and she is very, like, very nice and sweet and such a amazing person she's super inclusive and she's always trying her best to do her best mm-hmm. so uh check her out um ant frost i yeah i'm saying a bunch of minecraft youtubers <laughs> <laughs> ant frost i do believe is gay um and his boyfriend or i'm not sure about the relationship but they are together um is red velvet or something like that yes yeah yeah um so that's those those what came to mind right away oh toby on the telly um 
part of the group Misfits, Toby on the telly is a transgender woman, and I love her very much because she is super inclusive and super nice, even though her very close friends are very... They're inclusive, yeah. but they're kind of assholes about it. Yeah. Oh, I have one more to say. Eric. Yes. Oh, Eric, yes. Bye. And also non-binary, am I wrong? Or am I wrong about that? I don't know. Uh, might be. I think gender fluid? That might be it. I don't remember. Oh, um, wait, what? okay, one more. One more from me, circling back to Rooster Teeth. Lindsay Jones, um, possibly, like, one of my favorite idols in the world. She's a voice actor, and she's from Achievement Hunter, and she voices, uh, a bunch of popular characters, uh, biggest, like, most well-known being Ruby Rose from Ruby, um, but she's always been very out about being bisexual, and she recently just came out a few months ago and announced that, uh, she's using she-they pronouns, and I'm very proud of her for that. Damn, I kind of wish we had more time, because, like, someone, yeah. someone you guys were, we were talking about earlier about how, like, there was kind of like that mess coming out because when people were had quarantined to kind of think about themselves so when people came out i wanted to touch on that a bit more but we have been running for a little bit so i think is this the end i think yes i think we're gonna start to close off um i guess we can unlock the doors and let david back in just get yeah. your bats ready okay yeah we should I'll probably get brody out of the dungeon David's no. gonna be extra mad this time because we just talked about LGBTQ stuff, so we got to be prepared. Yeah. So yeah. get your get your weapons ready. But as for you at home, don't worry. You're safe from David. We'll make sure of it. Well, thank you so much for um spending however amount of time this was with us. We really appreciate you choosing to spend your time listening, whether it's Spotify or YouTube. Either way, the views, the listens, they mean a lot to us because. They tell the gods of streaming that you like our stuff, and it means we get to keep doing it. So, from us here at TCR, happy Pride Month. If you yourself are um, someone who is identifies as LGBT, I really hope that maybe you found some comfort in knowing that all of us are just like you. We are all just, well, I don't know what way to put it, but we're, we certainly are something. And we are here for any and all of you. Just know... It can be hard, but it can also be really, really awesome. So just make sure to eat at least three apples a day. No, wait, that's only if you hate doctors. Never mind, forget that. But truly, thank you so much for coming and, and spending your time with us. Have an amazing rest of your day, night, whatever it is. Christmas, it's a little late, but that's okay. Have a great day, and thank you so much. Hope to hear you next time when we're on air. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, did somebody say something about Steven Universe? Oh my god, oh. that was like 40 oh. minutes ago! Comedic cut.